Okay, good morning everyone. Welcome to the Life and Torah of our leaders. Tuesday morning's live with the first Seder Bis Medrash. A special welcome to our Torah Anytime viewers and listeners who are Bez Hashem be joining us for the Shir. The Shurim for Chaydish Elul have been sponsored for this Shir, the Life and Torah of our leaders, by Mr. and Mrs. Binyamin Zweiber in honor of the city of Cleveland Heights with Akaras Toiv to its Rabbeim and people on their last Shabbos as residents was this past Shabbos and we wish them Hatzlach and their move to Lakewood and Hatzlach and all their endeavors. Today we are going to be talking about another of our great Paiskim as we continue this series of Gedailim with the Paiskim and we are going to be talking about Reb Yosef Teumim otherwise known as the Prima Godim. We spoke about the Magan Avram last week and we said one of the um, main svarim that um, explain and comment on the Magan Avram is the Prima Godim, and that is why we are moving on to the Prima Godim. As we'll see, it's not only Magan Avram, the Taz and the Shach as well, who we've spoken about in the past, the Prima Godim's Sefer is on their Pirish. The Prima Godim was Nifter Dalit Iyar in the year 1792. Now, in the Hakdama to his Sefer called Sefer Nutrikin, Nutrikin is a Sefer that explains words of the Gemara and also has Divrei Musr and Agada. That's the Sefer Nutrikin. He writes there in the preface, Ir Meladeti, the city of my birth. Now he spells it there, Shterif, Shin Tes Ayin Reish Fei, but as I've seen, that might be a printing mistake. It's Shteritz with a Tzadi at the end. He writes, Samuch Venira Lekak Levov. It is close to the city of Levov, Lemberg. Gimel Parsois, about three Parsois, which if we take him literally, that's about 12 kilometers. I looked at the map, it looks to me about 29 kilometers. Maybe it depends which road you take. But it was close to the city, the big city of Levov, Lemberg, which at that time would be about in southeast Poland. Right now it's right over the border of the southeastern border of Poland in the Ukraine. And a big, uh, one of the biggest, Irvaim Israel, the biggest cities, Jewish cities in uh, Malchus Poland. He writes, Avi, my father, Harav Meir ben Rav Yosef. My father's name was Rav ben Rav Yosef. My mother, the Rabonis, Gittel, Bas HaKotzin. She was the daughter of the Chash of a person, Rav Shalom Mishtaretz. Rav Shalom from that city. Now, in a different one of his svarim, called Sefer HaMagid, which are his drushes, he writes, malas It's well known how great my father was, Harav HaChosid. Here, he's referring to the city of Lvov. Those drushes are for when the Primagodim was a Magid, a Darshan, in the city of Lvov. Ushar Kilis Kedoshes and other Kehilois, Asher Zochav, Ezecha, Arabim, he was Mezakeh the Rabbim Mitoichachos of Musra with his Musra and his rebuke, Shadorish Berabim, and many Tikunim, Van Hagis Yisharish, Atikim, Bekamakilois, he made many rules and many Minhagim, straight Han Hagis, Kasher Yoduaz El Rabbim, this is well known. Now, on his Matseva, on Rameyer's Matseva, in Levav, it's written, it says, Magid Meisharim Umechiach Godol, person who said over, he was a Magid, he, he said, Divrei Agada, he gave Musr Mechiach Gadol, Teichacha Megula Vahava Mistaira. It's interesting the way they write it. They said his rebuke was in the public, was revealed, but his, his love was hidden. 
Meaning, even though on the outside he was very strong, everyone knew it came from love. Sort of opposite. Today they say you have to be loving on the outside and the rebuke has to be on the inside. And here, in the olden days, it was the opposite. This is what it says on his matseva, that many people, he um, helped do tshuva from Averis. So he was a very chash of a person. Now he wrote a sefer called Birkas Yosef Ve'el Yarabo. It has two names to the sefer, that's its name. And it's Al Hatayra, and it's like Sugya's Al Hatayra. And uh, in Parshas Bereshis, he actually quotes his son, Rabbi Yosef, the Prima Godim, how sweet it is to my palate, Maimer Bani, my son, Ha'avrich, Ha'raboni, Ha'mufla, the big Rav, my reigner of Yosef. Now you have to realize this Sefer was printed in the year Tav Kuf Zayin, which, according to the Cheshbainis, Rabbi Yosef was all of 20 years old, because he was born around Be'erich, the year Tav Pei Zayin, 1727. So this is 1747, it was printed, um, and he writes in it, My son, the Rabboni HaMufla Mereinu Rav Yosef. Okay, so Rabbi Yosef now was born in 1727. In the Akdama to Sefer Nechrikin, he continues and he writes that when my parents moved from the city of Shteritz to Lvov, Ladur Sham to live there, Hevioisi, they brought me along, Vazahisi ben Chatsi Shana, I was about a half a year old, Uvlovov Niskadalti, and that's where I was raised. I was raised in the city of Lvov of Lemberg. Um, it doesn't, we don't really know who his Rabbeim were, he probably learned with his father. In Parshish Chayesara, his father writes, V'hikshe b'ni ha'charif, my son, the sharp one, k'marein rav Yosef kadavo eser shnin. When he was 10 years old, he asked from the sugya in Yavamis on whatever uh, sugya that he was dealing with over there. So he quotes his son with a question that he asked when he was 10. At the end of that sefer, of his father's sefer, again, his father printed the sefer, Rabbi Yosef was about the age of 20, there's a kuntris in the back called kuntris al-harifa harambam mi ben hamechaber. So Rabbi Yosef had written a kuntris, a, uh, a, a little pamphlet on the riff and the rambam that was printed in the back of his father's sefer. Again, he was all of maybe 20 years old by the time it was printed. Um, Barach in the year Tov Kuf, uh, Tesvav, 1755, Nasa Ishtai, he married his wife, the daughter of Rabbi Yochim from Kamarna. Kamarna was also a, um, a suburb, so to speak, around the city of Lvov, a little bit further than uh, Shteritz was, about 45 kilometers from Lvov, but it was all the same region, um, and he remained there to live in that city after he was married. In the year Tavkuf Tezai, in a year later, he printed his first sefer called Peiras Yosef, and it was, it's on the Mesechtas, Yevamas, and Ksubas. In the Hakdama, he writes that really he has Chidushim, Amsachim, Chulin, and Bavakama as well. However, he can't afford to print it, and he hopes in the future he'll be able to print it. Now, he already started his Derech Halimud with this sefer, because in the front of the sefer, there are 14 Kalalim. 14 Klalim, which are basically summaries of what is going to be explained in the Sefer. He puts them in an order, he gives you the Yesaidas of the Sugyas, the bottom lines, the foundations, the rules of the Sugyas, in a very clear fashion, that you can look at it and you get a very clear understanding of what's going on. And as we'll see later, this is what he did 
in many of what's called the psichos of his the prefaces to his Svarim and Shulchan Aruch, he was very into making klalim and being misadder everything into um, very clear um, um, uh, klalim. Now, um, uh, he became eventually a malamid in the city because he needed some parnasa. And um, in those years, he spent his time, besides teaching, he spent his time um, writing his Sefer, Reish Yosef Amesech Techulin. Now, the Sefer never wasn't printed until after he was Nifter, but he spent most of the time in Kamarna writing the Sefer. One of his Talmidim from that Tkufa was named Reb Simcha Mibavrik, who was a um, famous personality later on. He was a Talmud of the, or a close Chassid of the Reb Reb Zisha as well. And um, he said that he learned with uh, the Primagadim Chulin, Mesech Techulin, 20 times before he started to write his Pirush, Rosh Yosef on the Mesechta. That's how many times he learned it before he began to write his Pirush. Um, this Reb Simcha said another, said another story. He said that, and if you remember from our talks with the Marshal and um, Reb Shalom Shachna, which again was a little earlier than, than this, in the 1500s, 1600s, here we're talking about in the 1700s, but Pilpul, the l- l- way of learning of Pilpul was very prevalent in Poland at the time. So his Talmud asked him, how come he, in his, in his, when he's writing in his Sfarim, he's very much going Alderach HaPshat, he's printing Sfarim and writing them Alderach HaPshat, why isn't he saying more Pulpulim and Shtiklach uh, Taira? And he told him something, Rabbi Yosef answered him something that at the time was very strange, because it was, it was totally not expected. But he says there's going to come a time that the Olam Taira is going to pretty much stop from learning Pulpulim, and they're going to understand that pshat is going to be is going to be a uh, something more that they are going to um, to 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 focus on. And he says at the time, Reb Simcha says he didn't understand because everybody in that neighborhood in that region they were all learning pilpul. But uh, but eventually he saw the the truth of his uh, of his Rebbe's prophetic words. Now. It seems at that time, since he didn't make a lot of money being a malamed, so sometimes the parents of the Talmidim would take care of his meals. So there was one day he was supposed to eat by a certain balabas, and um, he, he was late. So the balabas sent his little daughter to the Bismedrish to remind the malamed that it's time to come. He's, he's invited to his house. He should come eat. So she went there, and she saw him um, walking back and forth, thinking and learning, and he was totally in a different world. And she called to him his name, called a little louder. She, he didn't hear her. It seems she grabbed on his coat and tried to tug on him. And still, nothing happened. So she went back home and told her father. So the, the Balabas himself went to see what's going on. And he said he looked at his face. His face was a eshlahava. It was like a, a glowing fire. And he, he says he looked like a malach alikim. And he went home and he says, I'm not bothering him. He said, malachim don't have to eat, so we don't have to worry. He said, let's wait a little bit until he comes back to being a human being, and then uh, he'll come here and he'll, uh, and, he'll, and he'll eat. So in the evening he came and he apologized that he was late, and he explained, he says that he fit, just finished writing a chibor. Some say it was a chibor narachayim, others just say it was just one of his svarim. And he says that he was reviewing the entire Sefer in his mind to make sure there are no mistakes. And he was so in, in, involved in his thinking that he, um, he was so involved in his thinking that he, he lost track of where he was. 
So the Balabais told him what happened, that his daughter went to, to, to remind him, and she tried to, uh, to, to, to tell him, and he didn't hear. So, um, so he gave her a bracha. He gave her a bracha that she be, she be zaychet harichas yamim. Now, the Rav of Kamarna, many years later, Rav Mordechai Yitzchak said, he heard this story from the girl who grew up to be an old woman herself. She lived to close to 100 years old, and she related this story to the Rav of Kamarna, that that's why she was Zeichet HaRichas Um Another cute story that they say, that once he was learning with Talmidim, and his wife came complaining that there's no food in the house. And she basically complained that her father was such a hush of a person, and it seems perhaps he had money as well, I'm not sure, but and he married her off to this Malamed, poor Malamed, who there's no Parnas in the house. So he turned to his Talmidim with a smile and he said, Now I understand Pshat in a Rambam. The Rambam brings a Tesefta in Isha's Parachas Halacha Gimel. If someone is Mekadesh Isha, someone marries a woman, Amanas Shein Shmi Ala Yosef, on the condition that my name is only Yosef, and it turns out his name is Yosef Shimon. So Eina Mekudeshes. So it's not a good Kedushim because the condition, the stipulation was his name is Yosef, his name is Yosef Shimon. So he says, I never understood Shanda Rambam. What does the lady care what her husband's name is? If his name is Yosef or Yosef Shimon? So he says, now I understand. From my Rebetzin I understand. Because Yosef, it's Yosef stands for Yosef Hu Ashalit Hamash Bibar. Yosef was the one, and Yosef HaTzadik was the one who provided food. He's able to provide Parnasa. By Shimon, Rashi tells us that Shimon, um, all Aniyim and Malamde Tinaikis, they come from Shimon. So basically, what's happening is a, a person's Makadashisha, Manashani Yosef, that I could provide Parnasa, that I could provide Parnasa um, for, um, for, for my wife, and my name is Yosef, he said. But it turns out my name is not just Yosef, my name is Yosef Shimon. I'm Yosef who's like a Shimon. I'm a Shimon, I'm a Malamitinaikis who doesn't have Parnasa. So therefore, the Rambam says if someone makes such a condition, um, Eina Mekudeshes. That was the. Uh, the derech, the the joke. I don't say a joke, but the bederech uh, alotza is um, what he said from his wife's complaint. Um, now it seems that the people of Kamarna understood who he was. Maybe they figured out he's not such a malamed anymore, and they asked him questions because in Primagadim in Uchas Pesach in Tav Samach Zayin Siv Katanyur in the Mishpesayzav he writes over there. Maisa, there was a Maisa that happened in the city of Kamarna. A story with Knedlach, and they found in the Knedlach a soft wheat kernel, and the question was what to do with the kalim, with the food. Vishual see, and they asked me what what I should what they should do. So it seems they recognize he's a Tamachacham if they asked him this, uh, Shiloh. Now it would seem that at one point he returned to Lavav, because in the Hakadama Tarachayim of Primagadim he writes, Ani Hadal Vahatsoyer. Ivy, poor one, the young one, Yosef Yosef I was a teacher of children in the city of Lvov, and I was able to um, to, ha- to to raise a few Talmidim Thank you, Hashem, Chashuvim, Talmidim. So it would seem that he was a Melamed also in Lvov. Now it's it's in Lavdafka that maybe this is referring to a later Tkufa when he was in Lavav, as we'll see, he was a Magid in Lavav, but he still always saw himself as a Malamed. So maybe it's really referring to a later Tkufa. 
I'm not 100% sure. Um, even later, when he was a Magid in Lvov, and he signed, he would sign in the Hakdama to Prima Godim, that he for sure wrote when he was already a Magid, he signs it, Hatsor Mikri Dardiki, the young one who teaches children, Milavov, Evan Nemal the Malamde Hazman. I'm an Evan Nemal to the Malamde, meaning I'm a good teacher. So even though he was already a Magid Meshorim at the time, he still called himself a Malamid. So therefore, I'm not 100% sure um, if that first quote when he says that I was a Malamid, is that referring to at that point, or is it in this Tkufa that we're talking about now? However, it still seems he did return to Lvov, whether he was a Malamid or not, from the following story. Years later, when he was a Rav already in Frankfurt, the other, as we'll see, um, he, he related the following story. He said, I was a Dayan in Lvov. So, again, it sounds like he returned to Lvov um, after Kamarna, and either he was a Malamed and a Dayan, or both. Um, and he says, I lived there Bedachus Gadol. We were very, very poor. And he says that I told my wife, maybe I should leave, and I should go travel to Berlin. Now, you have to realize this is like two opposite ends of the world here. To go from Lvov, which is, let's say, the southeast corner of Poland, all the way to Berlin, it's about 940 kilometers. It's a long trip. He says, I should go there to the Bismedrish of Rabdaniel Yaffa. Rabdaniel Yaffa was a banker in Berlin. He had a big Bismedrish that people could come learn. And he said, Rabbi Yosef, I'll go learn there. He'll send you a stipend, because I'm learning in his Bismedrish, and everything will be good. We'll have Parnas, and I'll be able to learn. And he says, my wife agreed, and I traveled to Berlin, and in that Bismedrish, I composed Kamat all of my Svarim. Now, um, what year was this? This year was probably around the year Tuf Kuf um, Chaf Aleph, which is 1761. And the reason is because his Sefer Ginas Viradim, he printed in Frankfurt the other in the year Tuf Kuf Chaf Zayin. And um, Frankfurt the others we'll see is not far from Berlin. It's the same neighborhood. So why was he printing a Sefer all the way out there? Because he was probably in the neighborhood because he was in Berlin. And in the Haskama that the Rav of Frankfurt the other wrote, he says, um, that this Chacham came to our city. So if he printed that in Tavkuf Chavzayin, around that time is when he decided he's leaving his family in Lvov and going to the Bismedrish in Berlin to learn and they'll send the stipend I'm back. That say for Guinness Vradim is also Klalim on different sugyas and shas. As we said before, he was very big into making Klalim. Now, he continued his story, and he said that when they heard in Berlin that a Talmud Chacham came, people started coming to me for Dine Torah. And all of a sudden I realized that I, I couldn't learn anymore, because they were bothering me so much, there was so much going on. So I decided to have a, he said, I said to myself, is this, is this why I traveled so far and left over my wife and my family that I should not be able to learn? Can't be. So he said, I decided I'm going to make myself like a batlan. A batlan means that I might be a tamachacham, but I don't understand the way of the world. So when people came for a din taira, he would listen to their tainas, and they would ask again, and they would repeat it, and he would say it again as if he didn't understand what was going on. And after a little bit, they said that we're wasting our time here. He doesn't cop what's going on over here. He says so much so that they, that they would say about me that the Polish people, 
are, are um, um, have exaggerated terribly. They call this batlan a gavra rabba. They call this batlan a chacham and a navain. The people of Poland must exaggerate. So he says, once that I did that and people stopped coming to me, then I had menucha and I was able to sit and learn. Now, he was giving this advice actually to a Rav who was going to Berlin and he was telling him that that's how you should start off your Rabbanas. Eventually, everybody will recognize who you are, but if not, you'll never have peace. Um, in the, and it was, it was unsolicited advice. He says, I know you're not asking my advice. It was a, a, a Kabbalist punim they made for this Rav who was on the way to Berlin. He says, I know you're not asking my advice, but I'm going to tell you my advice. Um, in his Akdama to um, Yaradeya, he thanks the Gvir HaMeforsim Rabbi Daniel Yafami Berlin that he um, was Menadev, he, he donated money, a certain amount, a Sach Mesuyam. I saw somewhere he Dafka gave, um, he Dafka gave the, the paper for the printing of, of Prima Godim. Umachzik Loim De Tayra he supports Loim De Tayra. He says, I also um, um, came to his Bismedrish and I found a house full of Svarim and I was able to make my Madura Basra on Prima Godim, my second version of the, the, of the Prima Godim. Again, he hadn't printed it yet, but he went over the whole Prima Godim. Earlier in the Akdama, he says, um, he says that um, when I was there in Reb Daniel Yafas Bismedrish, I found many Sfarim that I needed for writing my Sefer Prima Godim, and he lists off mamish like 10, 20 different Sfarim, and then he says, and Chuvas Harbe, many Chuvas as well, and that's why he has in his Prima Godim so many different Sfarim I had access to. It was all from the library of Daniel, Reb Daniel Yafa. Um, Again, like we said, that's where he finished his Prima Godim on Yaradeya. Prima Godim on Yaradeya only goes up to Simon Kufyud Beis. Um, in the year Tafkuf Lamed, um, Lamed Dalid is when he, or Lamed Beis, I'm sorry, he printed the Prima Godim. And as he writes in the Lashon of the Chidah writes, Yachtav Yu Samim. Really, the Prima Godim, when you look at a Prima Godim in the back of Yishuchan Aruch, there's two columns. One side for Yaradeya is the Taz, and one side is the is for the Apirish and the Shach. However, originally it was two separate Svarim, Prima Godim Chelek Aleph and Prima Godim Chelek Beis. One of them was the Taz, and one of them was for the Shach. So the Lashon of the Chida was, Yachtav Yusamim Shnei Chiburim, these two Chiburim will be together, Bivasachas as one, Mishbisait Zav al Turezav. The Mishbisait Zav is a Pirish on the Taz, and Sifsei Das on the Sifsei Kayet. Um, he also wrote in Berlin his Sefer called Sheshana Suamakim, which again is other klal, more Klalim on Shas. Um, he didn't print it in Berlin, he printed it towards the end of his life. Um, the Primagodim on Hilchas Pesach, which he eventually printed together with the Primagodim on Arachayim later on in his life. He also wrote while he was there in Berlin. That's why he said before, Kimat almost all my Svarim I wrote when I was in Berlin. Now, he did have some Tsaras there from the Maskilim in Berlin. And in fact, Rabbi Daniel Yaffe had a son in law named David Friedlander, who was a big Maskil who was uh, in the Bismedrish a lot there, was his father in law's house. And he made some Tsaras for um, the Prima Godim there. Now, in the year Tov Kuf Lamid, um, which is 1770, again, which is a couple years before he printed his Sefer Prima Godim, his father was Nifter. 
He writes Beferish the date in Sefer Hamagid. His father was nifted in the year Tavkuf Lamed. Now, even though on his father's Matseva it says Tavkuf Lamed Gimel, but it seems clearly to be a mistake. Um, so he says, My father was nifter in the year 1770, and after four years, he writes in parentheses, because I wasn't home in Lvov, I was busy printing my Svarim in my, my Prima Godim in Berlin. He says, After four years, I finished printing my Sefer, so they were Makabal that I should come to Lvov, Michutz Leir. If you remember, we talked about Lvov a different time. I don't remember which Gedalim, a few of them. And Lvov had two Rabbanim. There was the Rabbanim of the main city, and then there was Lvov Chutz Le'ir, of the outlying um, cities. So they accepted me as a Magid Mesharim, not as the Rav, but as the Magid. Lemalis Mekayim Mekaymai. To be Memala, the Makam of his father. His father was a Magid, he would give Drashas and Musar. So he says they accepted me to be a Magid as well. Um... Again, this was in Tov Kuf Lamedalid, and I think that's... I'm having a hard time reading my writing here, but in Tov Kuf Lamedalid, I think, is when he printed the, the, the Prima Godim, not Tov Kuf Lamed Beis, which makes sense here with the four years. Um, and he says, Viyadati ki bishvil Abba Mari Asuzet. He says, um, I, I'm not really Roy for this. They did it because of a covet of my father. Um, now, on this Kufa... Um, he moved back to Lvov, and he was a Magid in Lvov, and this Tkufa, he writes in a letter, I never left the Beis HaMedrish, I was Oisekulei in Tyra. Now remember, he wasn't a Rav, he wasn't even a Dayan. He was a Magid, he might have been a Dayan also, but that wasn't his, his main Parnasa, was as a Magid Mesharim. So he had just had to give Jerashas. Um, in, in these years is when he continued to write the Prima Gaudam on Archaim, um, but he still didn't finish it completely, and he didn't print it yet. Um, now, in the Prima Godim Arachayim has a very famous preface called Psicha Kailalis. A Psicha that's Kailal, a general preface. It's a very famous uh, preface, a Psicha from the, from the, the, um, the Prima Godim. And he writes in it, V'nishlam Psicha Kailalis. When did I finish this? Chavzai in Shvat, Tov Kuf Mem Aleph. Here in Levav, outside the city. I'm signing my name. Yosef Melamed. I'm Yosef the teacher. I happen to be at this moment a Magid Mesharim and a Dayan here in Levav. So you see, he was a Maritzadik, like I said before. Um, but he always saw himself as just a teacher, Yosef Malamed, who happens to be the Magid Mesharim, even though the Magid Mesharim was much more of a prominent job. Um, now, during these years, we'll talk about the Psycho Kailalas in a few moments when we talk about the Sefer Prima Godim. Um, in these years, he wrote also Sefer HaMagid, which were his drushes that he said while he was a Magid Mesharim, which were imprinted. Those, those drushes from... Um, from Sefer Magid was, was remained as a manuscript for almost 200 years. They weren't printed until the year Tafshin Nun, which is um, about 30 years ago they were printed. That's the first time they were printed. Now, he writes about himself, he says, after about seven years, I became the Rav in Frankfurt the Oder, which is about, like we said, near Berlin. It's about 880 kilometers from Lvov. So it was a trip all the way there. And uh, in Tavkuf Mem Aleph, about, is when he became the Rav of Frankfurt Dader. Now, what's Frankfurt Dader? This Frankfurt Domain, 
that's um, the famous Frankfurt where the Hafla was and the Chassam Seifer was, and that's more in uh, south, uh, um, mid to south of Germany, and north, um, almost uh, there's a northeast Germany on the border of Germany and Poland is the river Oder, O-D-E-R, is a river there, and there's a city called Frankfurt that sits on the river of Oder, Frankfurt to Oder. So when you look at Svarim, there's Pei Pei Dalit Aleph, that's Frankfurt to Oder, and then there's Pei Pei Dalit Mem, Frankfurt to Main. If you remember, we spoke about this by Rav Shloim Eger, because he had letters back and forth, they wanted him to become the Rav of Frankfurt um, the Oder. So he became the Rav of Frankfurt the Oder in the year um, Tov Kuf Mem Aleph, which is uh, 1781 about. Now before he accepted the Rabbanus, he sent them a letter, and the first thing he asked is, does everyone accept me? Because I run away from Machlaikas, and if someone doesn't want me, so then I'm not coming. He also, they told him they're going to pay him more than, he, than he's making in, in uh, Lvov. So he says, listen, I have Parnassa here in Lvov, in Lemberg. He says, it's not much. He says, but if the Rabbanus that you're offering me is going to have Bittel Taira, because I'm going to be busy with many things in the city, I'd rather stay in Lemberg, even though I'm making only Parnassa Mitzumsemes, a very um, measly Parnassa. He also asked that they should make a yeshiva for him, a small yeshiva, because again, he always saw himself as a malamid. He only wanted between 10 and 12 Talmidim, no more than that. That's how much he wanted his yeshiva. He also is miramis to them that he doesn't want them to test him. In those days, the Rav came to the city. If you remember, we talked about, um, I don't remember recently, one of the other Rabbanim, and um, he didn't darsh in the first, uh, the first week. He said he has to get to know um, the city. In those days, the Rav would give a drush, and they would hack him up, and they would ask him questions. It was almost like a test. And he says, you know, I don't, I don't want to take the test. I don't want to go through this. If you want to test me, look at my Sfarim, and you'll see the little bit of Torah that I know. Bechlal, he, he wasn't a big speaker, I think, in that way. Um, one of the Rabbanim of Lublin re- related that once he was, he was offered to say a shir in Lublin. Um, again, I don't know when he was in Lublin, but somewhere along his travels he was in Lublin. And um, he didn't have a very quick tfisa. In other words, he didn't have a, such a quick a grasp of understanding things. Um, it took him time till he, till he understood it. And one time they offered, they, they were him to give a, a shir in Lublin, and he said, I'll only give it if you don't ask questions in the middle, because you're going to mix me up. And they couldn't believe it. That wasn't like a normal thing. And they started asking in the middle, so he started again from the beginning. They asked again, he started from the beginning. The third time he says, listen, you've mixed me all up with your questions. I can't keep track of what's going on. And therefore, he, he stopped speaking. So he says, you mixed me up. So he didn't have very a quick tfisa. He worked very hard. That's perhaps why he made all these klalim. That's why he was big into it. When you're misada things, you have a, 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 a klarkite in it. Um, like the, you know, if you remember like the Chayadim, the Chachmas Adam, the, the same type of thing. So um, that's why he says, I don't want to go through a Bechina. Now he made another condition with them, Hiluchi Kemai Bepailin. I am going to um, go as if I was in Pailin, meaning I am not changing over to the way the German Jews dress. It was much more modernized. I'm going to dress the way I did in Poland, and he writes there exactly what he's wearing on Shabbos and in the weekday, and he doesn't want anyone to try to convince him. This is a condition. He's going to keep the lavush of Poland, Galicia is where he was from, um, and not change to the German um, wardrobe. 
In the year Tavkuf Mem Gimel, he printed a sefer called Rav Paninim. Rav Paninim had three svarim to it. One of them was called Neufes Sufim Iris Enayim, had Torah from his father. One of them is called Tevas Goyme Al HaTayra, which we have today, the Prima Godim Sefer Al HaTayra. And the Shoshanas Huamakim, which I mentioned before that he had written in Berlin, which were Klalim Anshas, he printed now part of the Sefer. So this Sefer Rav Paninim had three different Svarim in it. In the year Tavkuf Mem Zayin, he printed his Prima Godim on Arachayim, and like the Chida writes, again, it has two Svarim to it, the Mishbis Aizav on the Taz, and the Eishel Avram on the Magan Avram. Till the end of his days, he didn't stop writing Torah, and in fact, in the Hakdam, the Hakdam of Sefer Nutrikim, it says that he began to write the Hakdam on Chav Hei Cheshvan Tav Kuf Nun Dalid, and he finished it a few days later, Rosh Chodesh Kislev Tav Kuf, I'm sorry, Tav Kuf Nun Beis, which is about five years before, I'm sorry, five months before his Petira. He was Nifter, as we said, on Dalit Ear of Tav Kuf Nun Bey, 1792, and a, few, a mere five months before, he was still writing the Hakdama to his Sefer Nutrikan. Now, in the Hakdama over there, he writes that he has written 17 Svarim, Taiv is Gematria 17, Taiv Svarim. Some of them have been printed, and some of them, he writes, are still in manuscript form. Now, let us talk about his Prima Godim that he's famous for. He's known as the Prima Godim. So as we said, his psichais, his prefaces are very famous. In the psichais, he puts, he sets down the asidais of the halachas, like the psicha tilchatzitzes, tefillin, kriyasatayra. He sets down all the asidais of 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 um, of those halachas, so that when you learn through it, you'll be able to see what uh, the asidas are. In Yaradeh as well, on Shechita, Trefus, Melicha, Sharat Haruvas, all these things is a preface to the Sugya. He gives you the foundations, the Yisaitis of, of the Halachas and the Sugya, and then you could go learn it and you already have a very strong foundation of what's going on. Now, as we mentioned before in Arachayim, as a Psicha Kailalis. That's something else. The Psicha Kailalis, a generous Psicha, is a safer unto itself, and it's basically Chakiris. Chakiris, where he says, Nistapakti, I'm not sure. Um, what's the? How do you view this halacha? Is it this way or is it that way? Um, and all different throughout all different um, subjects in Torah, mitzvah saseh, mitzvah loisaseh. What's the difference between a mitzvah? What's the difference between a chayva? It's a it's a treasure chest for lamdanim to go um, and 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 learn through it, and you learn about all different types of sugyas over there. He also in the in the in in the in the beginning of Arachayim he has Klalim Bahiras Isarvahatar. Klalim of how to paskin. He also has Saif Seder on Hagas Hashoyal Imhanishal Bisarvatar. How one asks a Shaila to uh, in Isarvahatar. And these are all Klalim that he has there in the beginning of Arachayim. Now there are six letters that he wrote also printed in the beginning of Arachayim. In most Shulchan Aruchs at this time, there's only two of those letters, but in the new printings, there's, there's the original six. And he writes in the title page of, Shul, of his Sefer Mishpah Zayzav, he says, He says, look at the letters that I wrote, they are a Sefer to, unto themselves. And the Chida writes, what what are those letters? They go through the seder of the aleph beis. They're musar, dikduk, 
And always he goes Aleph Beis Gimel Dalid, and in each one he talks about Divrei Musar and Dikduk Biderech Shayulameshiv with a question and answer form. Some say he wrote he, he he wrote them himself, the questions and the answers, even though it looks like someone else is writing him. Um, the Chida writes, if you learn the, those things, they help you for me, this Taivas, to keep you away from Gaiva, and there's many ideas there as well. Um, in one of the letters, he writes very strongly, there's Talmidim, Bacharim, who say that it's better just to learn Yaredea with Shach, Mishbat with Sma, and Avanezer with Beishmuel, Kim Oyavim Hakitzer, because they like. Um, kids are things. They don't want to go through the whole sugi, they don't want to go through all the achrainim, they'll just learn the Shulchan Aruch and the Shach, the Shulchan Aruch and the Sma, the Shulchan Aruch and the Beis Shmuel. And he says, in Chelek Arachayim, they don't even want to learn. Because they say it's it's Musr from Echichim, only Hilchas Pesach they have to learn a little bit because it's like Yeridaidik. He says, He was very upset about it. Again, he, he was teaching Talmidim. And this is what he heard. He said, for example, Hilchas Nitilis Yadayim, these are shitas v'alachas chamurais bekama sugyos. These are very serious and hard halachas in many sugyos and mishnayos. V'alachas chamurais mai. These are very hard and serious halachas. He says v'chol halachas barachayim dvarim neiraim lamaayim v'leim l'shem shemayim. Everything in arachayim is like that if you learn l'shem shemayim. So there's two things over here. Number one, he's upset that they like to do things bekitzer, and number two, he's upset that they're talking about arachayim like you don't have to know it. Now, the fact is, he did not want his Sefer to be a Sefer of Bikitzer. And that is why, if you'll notice, when you open up a, 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 um, a Prima Godim, in the beginning of each piece, whether it's the Mishpah Seisav on the Taz, or the Sif Sei um, Das on the, uh, on the Shach, or the Eishel Avram on the Magan Avram, he always writes Ayin Taz, and then he writes his piece. Ayin Magan Avram and his piece. Even though that's the whole Sefer. And the reason he said is because he doesn't want anyone to think he's a Kitzer. You first got to go through the Taz, go through the Magan Avram, go through the Shach, go through it, and then you could read my Svarim, what I'd say, more Shitas, questions, Shiklach Taira, whatever it is, but you first, my Sefer is not a Kitzer Sefer. It's a very long Sefer, but um, I, no one should think it's like a Kitzer Sefer. And then he says, another thing in one of the letters, says, Habachrim asher oimrim, there are bachrim who say that they don't want to learn, it's shameful for them to learn in yeshiva, chumish, rashi, and maybe some nach. He says if they would sm- were smart, they would learn this first. He says, I praise the Svardim, that they learn it in the right order, they learn Tanakh, and then they learn Mishnayis and Gemara, and Limudam Ayla their their learning goes well. Um... Now, in his Sefer Prima Godin, besides all the Lamdis and the Shitas and all of the Sugyas that you find, you also find many, he quotes Pirushim and Tanakh. He quotes from the Alshech, from the Kliyakar. Um, he's very Isaac in Diktuk as well. Um, Sefer Nutrikin, we mentioned before, has to do with Diktuk. And he's upset about Lashon HaKadosh. He writes, Kemat Chas V'Shalom, Nishtakach People don't really know Lashon HaKadosh properly. Um... In in it is Kederach Agav. In other words, just as a side, very often he brings like little vertzlach that a lot of them we know today, and either he brings them ashamed the paiskim or they're his own chiddush. Um, and I'm going to go through a few of them just to to uh, to highlight them. For example, the Mishabur brings this one down. Tzitzis. Tzitzis stands for Tzadik, Yafrid, Tzitzis of Tamid. That a Tzadik is always separating its Tzitzis to make sure they're not tangled. It's not so posh you can make a brach on Tzitzis if they are tangled. That's an Arachayim Simen Ches. That's what Tzitzis stands for. 
Um, another vart that he says, it says by Birchas Taira, Al Ozvam es Tairasi, it says the land that Yisrael was destroyed because Kla Yisrael forsake the Taira, Shalei Baruch Hu Tchila, they didn't say Birchas Taira, so the Primagadim in the beginning of Hilchas Kriyashma, Hilchas Birchas Taira writes, what does it mean, Shalei Baruch Hu Tchila? He says they didn't call up the Talmud Chacham for the first Aliyah. If there's no Kayin, the Talmud Chacham is supposed to get the Aliyah. They didn't call up the Talmud Chacham, they would call somebody else. That was a lack of Kavra Taira. That's Shalei Baruch Hu Taira Tchila, that they didn't um, let the Talmud Chacham make the Bracha first in Kriya Satira. Um Or he says another Chiddush. We say in, in, in Ava Rabbah, V'har Eneinu B'Saira Secha. You should enlighten our eyes in your Taira. So he says, we're actually asking that Hashem should enlighten the eyes of Tamidich Chachamim. V'har Eneinu. Because the Tamidich Chachamim are Enei Ha'eda. They're the eyes of Kla Yisrael. So we ask Hashem to enlighten the eyes of the Tamidich Chachamim um, in Taira. Another vertel that he says, why at a bris do we say, Haidu Hashem ki taiv ki chasta? And everyone says it together. He says, because a child in a mother's womb is like in jail. And when he goes out, he's like a yoytzeh mibesu asurim. He got safely out of that jail, of being compassed in that jail. And the person gets out of jail, he has to thank Hashem. Arbaat srichim lahaydis, the bench gaimel. So therefore we say, Haidu Hashem ki taiv ki In Kuf Yudalit he says, what, what's the bracha of Yashir Kayach, right? We give someone, someone does a mitzvah, an aliyah, you say Yashir Kayach, you should, your strength, you should uh, have a lot of strength. So he says, because basically we're giving someone a bracha, you just finished the mitzvah, you rotten, you should have the strength to do other mitzvahs um, as well. He was a be- very big anav, um, you see it from his svarim, he writes that um, there are times that he paskin differently um, in Prima Godim than he paskin Lamaisa, and he says, I made a mistake. The, the Pischei Tshuva in... Um, the Pischei Tshuva, if I can find it here, Pischei Tshuva writes that... Um, that... The Pischei Tshuva writes that he had a question on a Prima Godim, and then he says... I heard that while the Mechaber was still alive, a certain Chacham asked him my question, and he told him, I made a mistake. It's a mistake in the Prima Godim. So very often, he, he was Moidal Emes, even in Prima Godim himself, in Arachayim, he brings that a Goyin Echad um, asked him a question on something he wrote in Yeridea, it's a good question, or it's a good Teretz, whatever it was over there. Um, and he writes in Akdama, you're not going to find anywhere that I'm going to write V'chein Halacha. You, I always leave it up to the person to be ma'ayin, and that's why almost every piece in, in, in uh, or many pieces in Prima Godim end off either Tzorach Ion or V'yud Lamid V'yesh La'ayin, because he says, I'm not here to tell you to accept my psak. Um, you could be ma'ayin in it and see if you, uh, if you like the psak. Um, Lamaisa, his sefer was accepted even in Klai Yisrael as a Paisik, Paisik Achroin, even while he was alive. Uh, the Chassam Seifer wrote afterwards about him, Kain Hayrezakein. He has already paskined, and the Mishnabura in the Akdamah to Mishnabura writes, Seifer Primagadim, Asheru Seifer Nichba Maid. It's a very chash of a Seifer. Asher Boy Mivur Bechol Simonu Simon. That in each and every Simran in Yanim Mechudashim Lamaisa, every Simon has halachas Chidushim Lamaisa. V'nispashtu Harasa BiYisrael, and his Psakim have been spread out and accepted in Klai Yisrael. Those are the words of the Chavetz Chaim. And he was Nifter on Dalit Iyar, 
Tovkuf Nunbei, 1792. Be'erich, he was about 65 years old. He was buried in the city of Frankfurt. The other, Schuso Yogen Aleinu Yisrael. Have a wonderful day, everyone. Kol Tov.